We can't transmit because something else is already transmitted. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Train, how would what they kind even... of transmission is it? could be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello and welcome to episode number 47 of the Weekly Lost Podcast, a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. And my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Huh? Do you have your headphones on? You blew my eardrums. Did I? I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And all of a sudden I can't hear you. I'm sorry, is that better? That is much better. Well, hello everybody. We are coming to you with a very special episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. And it is one where we will be reviewing Season 3, Episode Number 2, The The Glass Glass Ballerina. Ballerina. What do you think, Steph? Overall, just initial thought. There's something going on with the men on the island. In what way? They're not using their brains. Okay, <laughs> good enough. All right. Do you uh, want? Do but you... overall, I thought it was very good. Okay, uh, I really <coughs> excuse me. I'll I... elaborate as we go through our character analysis. Okay, uh, for those of you who are brand new to our show, welcome. Thank you for checking our podcast out. If you love Lost, uh, hopefully you'll somewhat like this podcast. And if you don't like Lost, you probably won't like listening to our podcast because we talk about Lost quite a bit. Anyway, um, I like the opening scene. And one of the things I want to talk about before we go in and talk about this episode is explaining to our longtime listeners. I'm like totally all over the place here. Uh, We are going to start doing our character analysis and exploring the mystery and whatever Lost news we happen to have and some listener feedback all in this first show on Wednesday night. We're still going to record again on Friday night, Saturday at the latest, but probably Friday nights. Uh, And that is going to be our show where you guys get the majority of your voice in there. And that's where we'll put our special segments that are exclusive only to the Generally Speaking Weekly Lost Podcast. So with all that said, uh, I wanted to say that I really like the opening scene. The slow motion of the glass ballerina. What did you think about that? That was so cool. It was. It almost looked like it almost looked like it was a figure on a music box. Yes, the way it was turning and and then you know crashed to the floor. But in that first scene, we learned what a good liar Sun is. Yes, we did. Is she a good liar or what? She is. We're going to talk about that in character analysis. Right, I know. But I do want to point out that I was right in the idea that it wasn't. Um, it it wasn't like. Jin and everybody else that was going to die. Because they were talking about two people close to Sun were going to die. But they said close in two different ways. Now, I had assumed that it would be the baby, though. Right. That she would get shot and they she would lose the baby. So, that didn't happen. I think that's good. However, we saw some other stuff there. But anyway, two people close to the Sun did die and who were close to her in two different ways. Absolutely. Who were the two that died? Um, Jay Lee died. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously close to her romantically mm-hmm. and um colleen son killed colleen and and, and she, she died was... because she was close in proximity exactly so that's what we have there so we're gonna go ahead and jump <laughs> right into you're like exactly like i'm taking a test or something you did well thank you let's jump into character analysis
Lost Character Analysis. I just realized that I didn't have that turned up loud enough. Let me go ahead and turn that up. So anyway, we're, we're here. We're now into Lost Character Analysis. And Steph, what do we have first on our agenda? Well, first we have Sun. Okay. And what, what happened there? So much happened because it was Oh, you're not looking at the notes, are you? I was like, well, I already kinda... said that. Well, okay, so she, but she, so she lied. She lied to her father. Yeah, he's scary. He is. So to lie to him, I think takes a special kind of courage. <laughs> so you're gonna give her? Uh, yeah, it took a lot of courage to pin the blame on the maid. Yeah, and and it shows like her total little rich girl as a child, no regard for the help the maid did it. So. Let, let me see if so I understand. So maybe as a child, she was more like her father than we like to think she is. Go ahead. What? So people have been listening to us for a long time. Some Like four or five people. Four or five? Yeah. So they've been listening to us for a long time. And they heard you in season two as we were rounding out the She's end. She's still my favorite character. Really? Because yeah. on, on, so on the couch, as we were watching this tonight, you said, well, okay, so now Jen's my favorite character. Because he's the only one who doesn't speak English and says enough to keep me all angry. Yeah, but he's a man, so he made me angry in totally different ways. Ah, okay. So anyway, um, yeah, so basically yeah. Saeed kind of picked up on a little vibe on, on Sun, I think. With her, her ability to lie. Her ability to lie. Because I, at, <laughs> from this point, I, I did not see Sun lie. Didn't well, oh wait, duh. The, I this is the a whole dumb line moment. about English. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> that makes sense. Now that I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what is Saeed saying when he says, "Now what do you, you know? What do, what do you, you know, know of lying? Right. Exactly. Right. So anyway, um, Saeed was really playing on the tension between Jin and Sun. He was he, he was he was playing them like a child of divorced <coughs> parents. Yep. You know, going going back and forth and keeping one in the dark and um he really was using that to his advantage. He was. And uh one of the things that I found interesting was when Sun pretty much put Jin in his place. He says uh um some he, she said something but uh she said Jin is wrong. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh well, first of all, I liked how Jin, Jin just like put it. He's like, "Listen, Saeed is not your husband." And then correct, she, he's not right. And then uh, of course she says, "Listen, uh, he's wrong. I can help you. Uh, you know, he, he's I'm he's not the only one who can right. sail the ship. I can help you." You know what I don't understand about Jin and the way that they are on Lost portraying Korean men. What's that? Not that I know all that much about that culture. Yeah, so we're, people I'm know we're completely to, culturally challenged. I'm just there, trying so. to give it out there for anybody who doesn't know. Um, is that she said, I'm sorry I disagreed with you in front of Saeed. Yep. Now that I will give to her. I try not to accept in front of this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wait a second. <laughs> That's completely different. <laughs> When this we are not in front show. of these, we, we exactly. Yeah. Th- this is this may disappoint people, but the way that we are in front of these microphones is not the way that we are most of the time. Most of the time. So anyway, that I get. I shouldn't have disagreed with you in front of them, in front of Said. 
But he says you shouldn't have disagreed with me at all. Or and that is wrong. That is wrong. In in our opinion. <laughs> in my absolute most definite opinion as an American woman, that is wrong. <coughs> and we are so obstinate here in the United States. Now for those of you again, for the first time listeners, uh don't don't quit listening to us because all of a sudden you're thinking, Man, he doesn't I can't stand listening to this guy cough through oh, the podcast. Goodness. Me neither. <laughs> be honest with you, I can't stand to cough through it. Uh, but I, 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 it's been at least a month now. I've had bronchitis, oh, and goodness, it's just too long. killing me. But anyway, uh, so we have uh, the next thing we find is Sun in bed with Jay Lee. <laughs> That's not you, funny. I'm getting my little, I'm getting my little um, virus download update that I, I get every time we record. Every time we record crazy. Wednesday night, you get your your new AVG antivirus update. It's so she's not laughing about it's sun in obnoxious. bed. So what do you think? What was your first thought, your first reaction when you found saw them in bed together? Did it surprise you? It did. Be, it surprised me because I didn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Not that it surprised me that they that they took Sun's character there because that I can I, I could have seen happening, but I didn't want it to. Does this? I think so this kind of living take- in my own denial surprised me but go ahead does this take i guess this kind of takes the wind out of the sails of my theory that michael is actually the father of jen's baby i'm so glad you're wrong there yeah i guess i am too yeah i really didn't want it to be matter of fact all the time i've said i don't want it to be but it just seems to me like you know i i knew it wasn't jen's (laughs) what are you having issues with your computer over there? It has a mind of its own. All right. Well, anyway, I, just see if you can find your way back to our notes. I'm working on it. Okay. So, uh, and how shocked were you when, I, I was totally blown away when, because uh, I, I thought, you know, they're going to knock, you know, the knock at the door or whatever. I thought it was going to be Jen. Okay. Right. Okay. I was totally blown away when it was Son's dad. And I expected Son's dad to do something about it. And that, so character analysis. I didn't. I didn't. I think that it fits his character that he would make Jen go and deal with it. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying, what a coward he is. Absolutely, he's a coward. He is. I mean, he's sitting there, he's like, this man has dishonored me. He shamed me. And, he shamed me. It's like, and if he shames me, he shames you. I mean, could he have spelled it out any clearer for Jen, and he still doesn't get it? No, Jen, Jen doesn't. He's totally clueless. But I mean, it's like, <clears throat> listen, you're the one who's got a beef with him. Why don't you quit sending people to do your dirty work for you? Now, I mean, it's it's just really ridiculous. And then all of a sudden, Jen stands up to his dad and says, "Listen, I won't do that." His father-in-law. What? I think it would have been. What did I say? His dad. Oh, I'm sorry. To to, to his father-in-law. To to son's dad. Stands up and says, "Listen, I quit. That that's it. I'm done here." And I was like, "You tell him, Jen." Okay, I think I think I'm okay. <laughs> you were totally out of it tonight, babe. <laughs> this computer's it, it really does have a mind of its own. I know. It just does whatever it wants whenever it wants to. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Do you know what I was saying? Dad's a coward. Jen stands up to him, says, this is it, I quit. Right, and it looked like uh, we were rooting. It's like, this is about time. He's really going to stand up, and he's going to go be the husband he needs to be, which is obviously a little late in the game here, but he was going to do the right thing. 
And then he kind of caves, you know, a little bit, seemingly. And then we find out that later on that that Jin is not a murderer. I think Jin would have (coughs) made a better husband had he not been under the thumb of her dad. I think that a lot of his issues came out of, and I've said this before, I believe that he resented being married to her. Because of the things that he had to do. But he has to resent himself for that. It, Jin, yes. Son did not coerce him. No. As a matter of fact, all. she has opposed the idea of him working for her father the entire time. E- exactly. Um, and you and know Jin that, says to him, I do this because it's what it takes to be married to you. Yeah. And then what does she say back? I mean... Could it have been any better? What'd she say? Well, what's it take to be married? Oh to yeah, you? no doubt. <coughs> Another man, obviously. So, so we see Jin goes into uh, deliver the message, beats him up, yeah, and but I, he told him, "I don't want you to deliver a message. I want you to put an end." No, to that's it. what I know. But he but, goes. So to he del- didn't do what he went. I know what he was sent there to do. He 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 was sent there to kill him. But right. I was so expecting uh, Jay Lee, <coughs> excuse me, to confess to confess to Jin that he had yeah. done it, and to say something I like Jay, "I love her." I think that Jay Lee thought she that doesn't, Jin knew. You don't deserve her. I, yeah, I, I, right. there's no doubt in my mind that Jay Lee thought he was there because he knew, right? Not that's, because he but thought. I thought he was going to say a, like some kind of line, right? Such as you know, you don't deserve her. I love her. Or something yeah, like that. The, that that's but they didn't cheesy. give it. So, Jin, I don't think he jumped, though. You don't think so? No. It it, it seems to me that he did. I think her wickedly little dad is standing behind him no. laughing with... No, I, I don't think so. And the reason... The, I would think that. I would think that had they not shown the pearls in his hand as he mm. lay on the car. Mm-hmm. I, I think the pearls in okay. his hand... As he lay on the car when he fell, when possibly, he, yeah, I, I think I think that he committed suicide. Possibly. So anyway. Okay. Oops, sorry. Where are we at? I don't know. Uh, let's next? move right along here. Uh, Sawyer pours. Oh, this made me mad. Okay, people talk about how Sawyer has this good side. <laughs> okay, here's what I think about Sawyer. All right. <laughs> so he's sitting there. He's working. You know, Juliet. She. Right. <coughs> Of all the others, excuse me, uh, I'm a little verklempt. I'm sorry. It's a little obnoxious, maybe, and annoying, but okay. go ahead. So, of all the others that are out there, that are a little bit sympathetic and show some sympathy, Juliet is obviously one of them. Right. <coughs> and she, out of the kindness of her heart, hands Sawyer... Uh, 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 first of all, glances at him with the, with a slight smile. She obviously feels sorry for for him. Okay, hands him the the canteen with water, and Sawyer. Okay, I, I can understand. Maybe he, I, I know he's thirsty and stuff. But to make a point, he just dumps the water out. Now, if this man truly loved Kate, he would have taken that cantina immediately turned it around and he would have tossed that cantina over to Kate. But no, what did he do? He took it and he turned it upside down to make his little point, his little snotty little saw yourself, that is not a man who is worthy of a relationship with Kate. 
Just Kate? Or any woman. Okay. I mean, he's a total jerk. Okay? I, sure, he's had some bad things. Okay, we're I'm bashing him pretty bad here. You're totally bad. I'm just staying out of it. I'm just sitting back. But, I mean, I mean, did you... Immediately did after I see that... it? No, I think I sneezed <coughs> and closed my eyes. I mean, he turns around <laughs> and look at Kate. I mean, she's totally been doing all the hard work. You know? Yeah. I mean, she's over there doing all the, you know... The picking. Exactly. And and she could definitely use a little drink of water. He just sit back and pick up some stones while he watches her bend over. Shamanistic yeah. pig. He is he's a total jerk. <laughs> I don't know why people like him. And and I'll tell you what I am. Because he tastes like fish biscuits. No doubt. She tastes like strawberry shortcake. And <clears throat> anyway, I think that this episode is total proof that that kiss in the preview was total bogus, bogusness. For, is bogusness the word? Probably not, but I'm gonna you make, just made it up. Uh, it is now in the Generally Speaking Podcast Network Dictionary. Okay. We have one of those? We're going to make one. <laughs> With have, all of our spare time that we have. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what was I saying? Oh, it was a totally bogus promo shot to put in there to make people think that Sawyer and Kate, or Kate picks Sawyer. Totally not that. Right. Now, could they still hook up? Maybe. But, hello, did you see him dump the water out? What a... You know, if if, if I used foul language, I, I could think of a couple names to call him. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, moving right along. Actually, that's that's all I have for the character analysis. Did you want to analyze any more characters? Um, I'm sorry. I'm looking, praying that my computer doesn't go crazy. Okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and move on well, into... We, we didn't talk about Jack. Okay, oh, yes. And we didn't talk well, about Ben. They're in the they're in the exploring the mystery, and you can kind of talk about character stuff with them in that, because it kind of ties into it. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Are you sure? Because I'm about to hit the button, and if I hit the button, we can't go back. So you say... We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking, freaking polar, polar bears. bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost, exploring, exploring the mystery. Okay, so my question is this. What's your question? What in the world are they doing with Sawyer and Kate? I mean... If it's they need to make a little rock wall for their little uh, utopian <laughs> village there, I think that Michael and Charlie would have been better candidates to. Well, okay, I can see the use of Sawyer, but I think Michael and and Charlie probably would have been a little easier to manage in the little rock mining business. Michael is not easy to manage. He Maybe would be with, with the threat of his. Zapper, he would be. <clears throat> With 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 Either the leverage way. of having his son, okay, I think I th- he was obviously a little easy to manage there. Why can't Kate be Sawyer's leverage? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they think that they can use her to get to him, although they just don't know yet that he can't be got to. My <coughs> my question is, what do they want to get? I mean, it, they want to break him. I don't know. I maybe you're right. I don't know what they want with him, but. I, I mean, what are they going to do with the rocks? I mean, seriously. I, I, I just need them moved. I don't, I, I don't know. 
I don't think that those rocks are for anything. I don't think so either. I, I think this is some... I, maybe they're just still observing these people. Is it still experimentation? It, it's a little bit of the mystery. Hey, listen. There's not a whole lot of mystery going on in this season three from what I understand. Not yet. And so what I'm trying to do is just pull out some questions that right. are mysterious. So you're going to have to change this to like... <coughs> Exploring the questions that have been unanswered. <laughs> Segment. Okay, what else you got here? Oh, Colleen says the sun. Despite what you think, we are not the enemy. Okay, here's my here, here's my little soapbox. I'm going to jump up on it. Okay. If somebody is everywhere they go, got these big rifles in their hand, pushing me around, beat me on the back of the head, I'm sorry, but you're the enemy. Mm-hmm. You no know, doubt. If you want to not be the enemy, put your guns down and try to play nice. And stop it's shocking like the, the crap out of me. It is like the bully on the playground. We're the good guys. You are not when you steal my lunch money every day. Not not the good guys. Not the good guys. Or if they think <coughs> they're the good guys, they're going about it the wrong way. Not going to make me your friend pointing a gun at me. I have solved the entire mystery of Lost. Great. It, What's it's, that? it's done. It's a reality TV show. <laughs> and Ben's the producer. He's in, did you see him, you know, after, mm-hmm. you know, Sawyer is, is talking with Kate and yep. then they flash over to He's watching Ben it. and his little They got television. some good sound there in that zoo. <coughs> yeah, they have condenser microphones. Must have. So anyway, Ben is in there with all of his little TVs set up and he's hit switching and and he's the TV producer for the outside world so that they can see what's going on on the island. Yeah. I, okay. I think that's it. Very good. And this is all just reality TV and everybody there's an actor. Hmm. Nah. No? Okay. So that was at least somewhat interesting. Not. Um, my name is Benjamin Linus. Oh, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, back up. Hold on. I need to move my microphone over here. So you can see... There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that would... Oh, look at that. I can see my notes. Uh, ben says to Jack, I want to change your... Ad... Perspective. But he started to say attitude. He did start to say attitude. But he said, I, <coughs> I want to change your perspective. I, and, and, and this goes back to what I've been predicting in season three. And what I... It's, it's not so much like this... Cliff is amazing for predicting this because I think I've also even heard it somewhere um, from some official sources out there that that what they're going to try to do is show us that the others are actually the good people. Right. Which they're not. Well. They tote guns and beat you on the back of the head with them. My question is at the end of season three, will we not be saying. I'm telling you. They are the good people and rooting for them. I will not. You would... even if internally I am, I will not let you know it because <laughs> I I will not. Would you have ever thought back in the day that we would ever be down on Charlie's side? That we would sit there and say, "Yeah, I hope that Charlie and Claire." Yes, because hook up. they showed me new information, but they're not going to show me new information for these <laughs> gun-toting bullies. <laughs> That hang Charlie from a tree, remember? <coughs> and Don't make me laugh. I didn't. 
So you I, I'm think, not holding a gun on you making you laugh. So here's my question. You are saying to me and to the 15 billion people that download our podcast every oh, week. Oh, you wish. Um, you are saying, for the record... For the record... Season 3 will not reveal any new information. Season 3 will not reveal any new information to me that is going to make me change my mind. About? Doesn't mean they're n- that the others are bad. Okay. Even if they want you to think that they're good, I think that they're bad. You guys take note of that. They will They they will probably show new information. Probably. But they will not I, I hope show so. me new information that will make me change my mind. Okay. And if they do, I won't you promise you. to withhold it from me. Absolutely. And take it to your grave. Absolutely. I can just see us now. Or at so, least to the end know, lo- of the series. Lost will go... Lost will go, you know, what, six seasons, let's say. No, and they're going to go four or five. They've already in, said that. And 35 years from now, you know, when the kids are gone and we're sitting back in the UK. It's going to take 35 years for the kids to get gone. <laughs> I'm saying that we're, we'll be we'll be traveling. <laughs> I'm just going to go will, lock will you myself in the bathroom and not come out. We're going to be traveling, and one day, just out of nowhere, 35 years from now, you're going to say, you know what, I forgot to tell you. All, well, I won't halfway forget through, because I'll be intentionally half, withholding the information. Halfway through season three, I changed my mind. Not gonna happen. I thought I cha- I changed my perspective on the others. Not gonna happen. Okay. I'm pretty bullheaded. Have you met my parents? Moving right along. Anyway, where's it at? Moving right along. Okay, so Ben's... Oh, we already did that. <laughs> <laughs> Ben will not change my perspective. So, I figured out why he is so darn creepy. Because please, he's, please explain. Because he's lived on the island his whole life. Yes, his name is Benjamin Linus. His, is he, isn't Linus from Charlie Brown? Yeah. There must be a Charlie Brown connection. Oh, stop it. <laughs> totally kidding. I know. I'm like kind of poking fun at some of the more diehard Lost fans out there. Anyway, um, he's lived on this island his entire life. Uh, that's what's wrong with him. Well, obviously it would have some bearing on he's his... Creepy. You think that makes him creepy? The island creepiness has seeped into him. Do you think Juliet's creepy? Kind of. Alex? I don't think she's creepy. N- no, And but she has been on the island her entire life. She has, but I think that she knows that she's not supposed to be there. Do you think that the others are all the children of Danielle's original scientific party? No, I think the others are the children of the original Dharma group. That could be. And they all got sick and so their kids killed them all. I don't know. <laughs> Cliff? I, I'm watching... I... I, I I can't... What's the word I want? I don't know. Tell me a word. Just make one up, I do. <laughs> yes. <coughs> I, I some can't franchises? Us? No, I can't sink into the theories like other people's th- people do. I, I just... My brain can't, can't go there. You can't theorize? Is that what you're trying to say? I guess. Okay. Anyway, um, do you have anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. That's creepy. And he says, listen, Jack, if you will cooperate... We'll send you home. But he won't tell him what. Yeah, it's like, but listen, I'm not going to tell you right now. He, he didn't say I wasn't going to tell you, but he says, I'm not going to tell you right now. He says, but if you listen to me, if you trust me, 
If you do what I tell you, when the time comes, I'll take you home, Clarice. Stop it. <laughs> now, I didn't sleep last week. <coughs> and you laid there next to me snoring, sleeping away, not bothered by the creepiness running through your head. Okay. Okay. I did have something else. Go ahead. Um, th- it, it could be mystery if we think about it long enough and, and make it up. But, um, oh, we can make stuff up. <laughs> Why not? So, did you see the? the in did I tell you before in the cage? I forget again? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, they're out in the on the island. <laughs> you turned me off. I just muted you. I went to I go cough. I have to cough. <laughs> you go ahead. I'll mute myself. Okay, so they're out on the on the island, um, breaking up the rocks. Sawyer's moving them. Guy says, "Look." If you talk to each other, if you look at each other, if you touch each other. If you breathe. I'm going to come and I'm going to shock you. And he had to call them down like three times. Yeah. And he didn't do anything about it. Is that not threatening and repeating or what? He would be a horrible parent. If you want them to be afraid of you, when you say it, mean it. And when they disobey or whatever it is that uh, when Sawyer is being Sawyer you go over and you shock his butt and Kate whispering into Alex into now I don't want to see Kate get shocked but she was talking as well Um, but they didn't see her doing that yeah they didn't see her but (coughs) he called he called them down at least two times at least two times I think three maybe and 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 didn't do anything about it I agree and that's not the way to gain fear or respect yeah i mean it you say you're gonna do something you do it and it's like hey stop that right if i had, i was waiting if for i you. have to come over there <laughs> I, don't don't make me pull over this island <laughs> i'm counting the four no make it five you know what else i'll give I you the five okay go ahead I, I talked about how the the men in this episode were just totally off the rockers earlier off the rock. A lot of people have been off the rockers lately. <laughs> In our lives, anyway. Go ahead. Um, what I meant by that was that um, Jen is all, I have to protect my wife, I have to protect my wife, blah, blah, blah. And he and Saeed both sent her directly into harm's way. Yeah, those jerks. Yeah. But Sun pretty much. She, she held her own. She held she her own. She rocks. I know. She's my favorite <coughs> character. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it was, it was so that, totally that was stupid one, of them. Yeah. I mean, it's like, Absolutely. what kind of morons are they? And were they not watching the dock? Hello? No, they weren't watching the boat at all. They were watching the, the jungle for the others to appear. Saeed says, I think the boat would be the safest place for you. What? Wrong. Ever. Okay. As well, she bought it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that that's just that's just one of many reasons why I think the men were just out there, out there tonight. Okay, so Jeff Roney uh, has a podcast, and he had asked me uh, quite some time ago to um, put together, <coughs> excuse me, to put together my five five favorite religious themes that they portray in Lost. Because you want me to read these, um, sure, if you think you can do that for me, go well, ahead. you might lose long. I think I'll be all right. Go right ahead. I'll, all right, I'd love to save it long. Okay. <laughs> Number one is redemption, the opportunity to start fresh with a clean slate, a second chance. And where do we see examples of this? 
redemption we see with Charlie. Kicking we, the drug habit. Yeah, we've seen redemption with everybody. Mr. <laughs> Echo. Yeah, Mr. Echo. Absolutely. Um, we've seen redemption with, hold on, what's the name? There was redemption uh, on the part of Kate getting a second chance. You know this. You know, she, be. I mean, breaking free from the handcuffs in right. season one. So th- there are definitely yeah. a lot of yeah, examples of this opportunity to uh, start fresh. In fact, wasn't there an episode in season one titled uh, "What was that one titled?" Remember? I remember. Uh, <coughs> we're it, horrible Lost was fans. It, was it? Um, Tabula rasa, rasa. clean slate. Clean slate. Okay, so, and that is definitely a Christian theme. Absolutely. And that, that, you know, when we become Christians, we are offered a clean slate. Okay, and so number two. Salvation. Um, The need for the lost, quote, lost, um, to be saved. Um, Even baptism was the focus of one of the episodes. And this is just an uh, an obvious one. So I really, I mean, uh, right. the entire episode where Charlie, you know, from where he, he goes back and has a flashback to his mom or a dream or hallucination right. of his mom, save us, Charlie, save us, and and you've got to save the baby, you've got to save the baby, and the whole idea, the baby right. must be baptized. I mean, so right. and then Mr. Echo misquoting the, the gospel about what the Holy Spirit meant in the dove. And, right. and leaving out that the father said, you know, this is my son, listen to him. So, anyway, but anyway, okay. they did, still brought up baptism and salvation, and I thought they did a pretty decent job for primetime television. Go ahead, number three. Um, number three is good and evil, black versus white, the idea that unseen forces are at work in real life. Yes, um, definitely some unseen forces there was some kind of not just magnetic anomaly, but there was some kind of spiritual draw to the hatch. And in the season two DVD, when they talked about that, they even said it was kind of like um, the <coughs> the hatch was kind of like satanic in a way that it it pulls out tempting. the worst. Right. It pulls out the worst in people. Right. And so. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, number four. <laughs> I love when you have typos. <coughs> number four. Why do you love that? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, I don't what know. What is my typo this time? Um, well, you want me to read it as it, as you wrote it? Yes. Okay. It says, um, forgiveness, living loves of reconciling relationships. Oh, instead of lives. Okay. Instead of gotcha. lives. Living lives of, uh, of reconciling relationships. Okay. So for forgiveness is definitely a, a, a Christian theme. Uh, as well as many other religions as well. Um, but where have we seen some reconciled relationships? After Claire and you, Charlie. Claire and Charlie is definitely one. Um, some other reconciled relationships. Jen and Son. Jen and Son, absolutely. Because at the end of, towards the middle of season one, when he learned that she could speak English. They, yeah. how, um, how about Bernard and Rose? Remember yes. Rose kind of... In front of everybody, made him look like an idiot, yes. and she had asked for forgiveness. Um, reconciled relationships, uh, in a way, 
in the season fi- uh, finale episodes in season two, kind of uh, Sawyer and Jack. That's what I was going to say. He says, you're the closest thing I have to a yep. friend. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um... I don't know. Do you think? Do you think that they'll, if they ever bring Michael back, that Hurley will ever forgive Michael? <coughs> I don't know. I don't know. But Hold anyway, in, Hurley. they have shown the <laughs> they have shown the need for for reconciling uh-huh. relationships. And then number f- uh, not, n- the second number four. <laughs> the second number that was the other typo. Uh, number five, sin has consequences beyond hurting just ourselves. And what would be some examples of this? I would say um, Charlie, again, would be an episode... Because his drug habit didn't just hurt himself. um, It hurt his trust. Or the trust... Let me move this way. The trust that Claire had in him. Okay, so it hurt Claire. It hurt Claire. It hurt Aaron because Aaron had grown... Um, attached to Charlie, and then he was absent for a time. Yep. Um, so I think that's one. Uh, I think that the uh, the original Sawyer, definitely that had an impact, not only on the person that he directly sinned against, but also um, it, it, it goes all the way from to to James Ford, who all right. of a sudden lives this life as as a creep as a result, and right. um, and it, it leads him to be the type of person that wouldn't even give a drink to Kate when offered. So that was pretty bad. Um, so yes, John Locke's dad. Hmm. Um. Hurt by hurting Locke, he also he in return hurt Helen. Hmm. And uh, broke off that relationship mm-hmm. possibly and caused those issues there. Yeah. And maybe caused uh, John Locke's paralysis, even. Maybe. Maybe. And kept him from going on his walkabout. His walkabout. How horrible. Anyway, so those are some top five religious themes that I thought that are, that are in the show. And they're, they're definitely neatly tucked into the, to the uh, episode. And, and you know what? They're actually tucked into our lives on a day-by-day basis. So all you have to do is look for them. So anyway, we have a little bit of Lost in the News. Lost in the news. And you're on. Okay. Um, our first article comes from uh, dailymail.co.uk. My eyes are watering, so it's kind of hard to read the computer. Um, the Stars of Lust. It was emailed by Richard B. Um they are lost, all right, lost in each other's arms. Evangeline Lilly and her fiancé, Dominique Monaghan, were spotted in Hawaii yesterday where the channel... Okay, where the channel for hit drama is filmed. Um, A.K.A. the ABC hit film. Right. Go ahead. Um, or drama. hit drama. Sorry. Whatever. They were spending their afternoon off surfing with a friend, but didn't stay in the water for long. Leaving their friend to surf alone, they soon headed back to the sands to spend some time alone together and share some lingering kisses. Okay, this is enough. So anyway, um, so skip all the gory details of people like stalking these actors and go down to the important star stuff. Okay, like uh, the part former, that says former, like yes. the next part, the part I was just getting ready to read. 
Oh, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Former Lord of the Rings hobbit Monahan has been dating Lily, um, age 27, for nearly two years. The pair kept their relationship a secret for the first year, but made it public after getting engaged. Um, I actually have to cough now. <laughs> oh, goodness. Here, let me mute you. <coughs> do, 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 do. Excuse me. Okay, she's back. Okay. And the thing moved too far. Okay. Um, Canadian Lily, who plays Fugitive Kate and Lost, says she fell for the 29-year-old... Uh, I can't believe he's 29. Is he only 29? He, he looks so... I think he looks younger. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> because, she, because she can't resist British men. Sweet! Uh, she has said Why she... Why are you so excited about that? I don't know. Moving right along. Um, she has said she loves the, the British for their... What's that saying? Self-deprecating humor, humor and sarcasm. And sarcasm. That's what they I do have it. good. They are humor. Okay, the couple um, are busy filming the third series of the. Sh- that means season. Um, the third season of the show um, about a group of plane crash survivors stranded on a mysterious island. Which, if you're reading this article, you know what the show's about. <laughs> or if you're listening to those podcasts, you probably know too. So, um, <clears throat> Monahan, who plays drug addict, drug addict Charlie, um, has brought. Has bought. bought a home in Hawaii, but often flies back to England to see um, Manchester United. He plans to settle down in New Zealand, where he spent several years filming the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He recently said, since I went to New Zealand, I always thought, this is where I'm going to bring up my kids. Very cool. Sweet. And so Evangeline Lilly and Dominic Monaghan are getting married in the summer of 2007. That's so sweet. That is cool. I think that I, I love that they kept the relationship quiet for a year. Yeah, that is cool. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Do you remember when everybody was going all up in arms? They saw that picture where she was kind of maybe oh, she's in pregnant. she was inhaling a little bit and she had a little pooch there. And... I said she was bloated. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I, I love I Evangeline was... Lily, but from one woman to another, you know, you just we got our bad days. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I would think that if she was pregnant back then, we would know we by know now. We know by now. <laughs> so she'd be hiding behind lots of mountains. Oh, I got it. Okay, so <laughs> well, that's what they do when when an actress is pregnant and they don't want to write it into a show. She hides behind things. Yeah. So let's go ahead and turn to some listener feedback. Yes, Colonel Locke. Is this line secure? Line secure. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Okay, Stephanie, will you go ahead and read the first email there? Sure will. I was just thinking that while I was listening to that, uh-huh. it's going to be hard for me to watch Charlie and Claire scenes now. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway. You know what? I'm just sitting here thinking. Um, I don't have who wrote this to I, me. I thought that too. But go ahead. I apologize. But let's go ahead and read what it says because I, okay. I think I remember it was uh, pretty exciting. Okay. Um, Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. I got a little idea that I'd like to share with you um, and with your audience. I had this idea while reviewing the first season in preparation, in sure. preparation for our own podcast. So um, it's another I'll, lost podcaster right. that sent this to us. I'll state the facts and then I'll show 
how I linked them in my mind to come up with a little theory about the nature of the mystery in the island. Here it goes. First, the facts. Number one, um, on episode, it doesn't say which episode, yep. on a episode, <laughs> an episode, um, we see that Jack finds a cave and two skeletons. Yep. Adam and Eve. Yes. Um, Jack, based on his medical training, says that they are... Uh, says they are there for at least 40 to 50 years. Now, I will say that it didn't say... I will have to argue it wasn't his medical training, and he guessed based upon the, the deterioration of the clothing, right? which I don't think that you get in medical training. But anyway, uh, we'll give you that. Okay. Um, number three, one of the skeletons um, has a small bag with two stones inside, one black, one white. Yep. Number four, Jack puts the stones back in the bag... And then in his own, own pocket. pocket. Am I, I reading like this. this or am you? You go right ahead. All right. Um, Locke calls the skeletons Adam and Eve. <coughs> Number six. In the same episode later on on the beach when Jack asks Kate to move to the cave with them, she refuses and states that she does not want to be Eve. Mm, hold on. I, I'm, I'm feeling a little something here. Okay, may go ahead. I continue? You may now continue. Okay. Moving right along. Go ahead. Number seven. <laughs> With the dramatic pause. From the Dharma Initiative, we know that the numbers and therefore the environmental and human elements of the Valenzetti equation have to be changed to avoid the Armageddon. Okay. Now. How he, he puts all that together. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to touch my mic. <gasps> so sorry. Can you okay. still hear me? I can still hear you. Very good. Um, I, and apparently a few other people, believe that the island can change its position in space and time. I love that theory. I that mean, is so sci-fi. I know. Go ahead. It can go towards the future, I like back it. to the past, mm-hmm. and appear and disappear in different points on the planet slash universe. I like um, it. Moving on, <laughs> moving right along. My idea is my idea is that the skeletons are Jack and Kate, or Jack and Juliet, maybe. Hold on, I would let's stick with Jack and Kate because of the fact that they gave some foreshadowing, possibly going back to his original idea that gave him this. When Kate said, I don't want to be Eve. Okay, here I go. Thank you, Scott. (laughs) Go ahead. In some point during the series, they will go back in time 40 or 50 years. And after a series of events, they will finally realize um, that with their sacrifice, going, going to that very obscure cave and wait to die right there, they will achieve a change in the numbers... Saving humanity. Isn't that great? Yes. Um, That may explain why J.J. Abrams say that the series finale will be happy but tragic. Um, I can't think in... Okay, I can't think of anything as happy as saving the whole world um, and and lose your own life. Okay. Yeah, that's happy. I've read something Um, like this before. I've read something like this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. Adam and Eve are, as we know, very related to the concept of free will, a theme that is very, um, we, 
that is very weak more present on Lost. That is every week. That is very. every week. I didn't see the E. I know. But that could be because I was waiting for you to interrupt me. <laughs> Moving right along. Let me know what you think. Now, I don't remember who said this. Because you didn't put it down. I know. I, I did the copy and paste and I didn't get the name. Anyway, I like this. That that it, it the reason why Adam had the Adam character had the bag with the Brocks in it is because it's Jack. But the whole problem That's with this cool. time time space continuum is that it has to be a continuous cycle. So who originally got there and put <coughs> who had the sack and when did they get it? Or or Maybe he acquired the any. Oh, this hurt my head. Let's go ahead. Go on to Solomon Blinkoff, and then what we'll do is do some recorded stuff. The subject line says, "Why hate Sawyer?" <gasps> hey, because I have a couple good reasons. Fun. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Oh, and he says me first. <laughs> oh, he did. Stephanie and Cliff. Go ahead. Stephanie and Cliff. Um. I try my best to listen to your podcast regularly. We're sorry. It is informative. Sometimes. Um, not to mention entertaining, and I enjoy it very much. Cool. But I... <laughs> I do love you. I'm and on... I'm so feeling it right now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, but I've noticed one thing lately. You keep <laughs> bragging about how much you hate Sawyer. Oh, yeah. Why would one hate Sawyer? Well, Let I... me count the ways. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I could see hating Sawyer in the first season. For example, Sawyer ransacks items from the fuselage for nothing other than personal gain, and also Sawyer gets into brawls with Saeed and Boone. Um, Throughout the whole first season, we hate Sawyer, but the character becomes more and more interesting, which brings me to this conclusion, despite Sawyer's um, animosity and narcissism. Narcissism. (laughs) But you can call him a narc, too. I'm sure... (laughs) Sure I said he... narcissism. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> he is a complex and intriguing character. Now, all I ask is that you acknowledge my philosophy. That philosophy. That philosophy. If, however, you're still interested, read further. Uh, let's stop there. <laughs> Seriously, Sawyer totally blew it. Solomon, we apologize. Uh, we're running a little short hunt time here. And uh, we just don't like Sawyer. And uh, I think the dumping out the water while Kate goes thirsty just adds fuel to my fire. Is that good enough? However, Solomon... Hold on. He says... He says... <coughs> he says that in, in the second season, Sawyer's only animosity to the survivors around him is through his nicknames and insults. Like, that's not enough. Um, and his new... I'm the new yeah, sheriff pick in on town the, pick on the fat guy? I mean, come on. Correct me I if take I'm that wrong. Personally. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't really see him um, committing acts of violence against any of the good guys. But that's because the others think they're the good guys. Um, he has cooled down. He has cooled down. He's not so much of a jerk. And the nicknames. Okay, that's Sawyer joking. <coughs> I don't think the nicknames and insults are Sawyer joking around. This is me, Stephanie, talking, not Solomon. I don't agree with him that the insults. And nicknames are joking around. I think that it's kind of like his coping mechanism, how he relates to the world. Yeah, it's just his personality now. Okay. 
Um, you can go ahead. I'm just reading on. No, you can you can go ahead and finish. Because okay. now people's... Matter of fact... Now they want to know. People want to know. Absolutely. Finally, I would like to bring Don't up you the cage know? situation in the third season premiere. When Kate is moved into the cage across the way from Sawyer, Sawyer asks her how she is doing and throws the rest of his fish biscuit to Kate. Oh. Sawyer is concerned about Kate, so my point is, why hate him? He's so concerned about her getting a fish biscuit. But he could not care less about whether or not she needs a drink of water. Oh, here's my favorite part. I am aware that we are all entitled to our own opinions. <gasps> cool. I am not trying to rag on you for hating Sawyer. Oh, good. You weren't exactly thrilled when people angrily called in after you said two for the road was. And I quote. I'm quoting him. Oh, hum. I'm not trying to be one of those people. In fact, I agree um, about what you're doing. In fact, I agree with you that Two for the Road was so hum. Um, I'm just trying to get you to think about what you're doing. Is Sawyer all that bad? I'm not even asking you to acknowledge that he's sympathetic. Um, I'm just asking you to acknowledge that he's a remotely interesting <coughs> character. I'm taking five to ten minutes of my valuable time to write this email. If you just take three to five of your valuable time to read it on air, it's taken so much longer than that because Cliff keeps interrupting me. Who, me? I would really appreciate it. Um, I might just have to call you the Fox News of Lost Podcast. And we'll take that as a compliment. Solomon from Manhattan, New York. Now, one thing. I will say that Sawyer is remotely, in all senses of the term, remotely remotely interesting. interesting character. But one that just drives me crazy. I didn't say he wasn't interesting. I said I just don't care for him. Yeah, and I don't think he deserves Kate. I think he's cocky. I think he's selfish. I think he's... He's arrogant. Arrogant. Pompous. I think... <laughs> um, let me get... A, let me I don't really think everything that Cliff needs. Because I have, I have in the past felt um, pity for Sawyer. But... Oh, and there's no doubt that I feel bad for him. I just don't believe... That he should be hooking up with Kate. I, I, I don't, don't think he's ready he's for a relationship. Sincere. I don't believe he's sincere in anything. No, he's not. He, I think that every action that he does comes with a what can I get out of it. Yes. He has not broken that part of his life away from him yet. Yeah, and until he does, he does not deserve Kate or any other woman. But that's just our humble opinion here at Fox News of Lost Podcasting. Yeah, well, it's my unfortunately unhumble opinion. Yes, you're. you're I wish I had a little bit more of a humble opinion to give. Yeah, but hey, he he really he he thought two for the road was ho hum. I know. Hey, um, I I just want to point out. I meant to say this at the very beginning of the show, but (coughs) Solomon, sincerely, I I don't know if you'll be listening to this anytime soon. Honestly, Uh, we our our thoughts and our prayers are with you and everybody else in the city of New York. Absolutely. Um, those who have not heard yet, I'm, I'm sure pretty much everybody in the world has heard, that a small aircraft uh, crashed into the 20th floor of a condo uh, high-rise apartment building in Manhattan, New York, actually right where Solomon is. So um, hopefully it wasn't his building. And uh, our, seriously, our thoughts and our Absolutely. prayers are with all the people in New York. I, I can't imagine... What that would have felt like what, today. Exactly. I, I've already read and heard a little bit of, about the people who are just going into shock because right. it just brought back memories of, of five and five five years ago. And so uh, our, definitely our thoughts and prayers are with Solomon. 
uh, from Manhattan and and all of our other listeners from New York and around the world. And, uh, and I mean, I I think that it wouldn't just. Um, I would say that it would affect it would affect New New Yorkers um, more profoundly, but. I wouldn't say that it wouldn't affect the rest of the nation. Yeah, it, you know, it, I remember, you know, after I'm not, I'm not trying to get all political or, or mushy, but um, we live five minutes from our airport, mm-hmm. and I remember how different planes looked here after nine eleven. So yeah. I can't imagine what what that would have felt like being there and seeing that happen again. Absolutely. So again, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you guys. And we do have quite a bit of other listener feedback. These are all calls that came in before the episode. And unfortunately, due to time, uh, anything that... Uh, let, let's well, just go ahead and run them. We're still going to record on Friday. So. Yeah, but the, we'll have a whole lot of new stuff coming. Okay. So let's go ahead and just run through these real quick. Daryl in Texas. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. Uh, my name is Daryl. I'm calling from Texas. I was still going through last week's podcast and had to stop for a minute and give you guys a call because I've got a couple of... Uh, uh, yeah, theories on on uh, two issues that, that you guys are, t- are talking about and, and other listeners are, are calling about. Um, one is the relationship between uh, Ben and Juliet. I, I think there's definitely a history there, but I don't. I for some reason I don't. I don't feel like it's a romantic one or or or, or you know that they were married or anything. I, I think it's it's entirely possible that maybe they're uh, either research fellows as part of the project, or maybe slightly estranged um, siblings. Um, I, don't, I don't, and, you know, they're actors, but I don't feel the, the romantic connection as much as there's some sort of history there. The other thing, a um, lot of doubts about the sailboat. Why would they not know about Desmond's sailboat? And I've got a little suspicion that they don't, as a practice, they don't go to that side of the island. Um, on that side of the island where that station is, the original hatch, the name is escaping me right now, but where the where the the, the magnetic computer junk is, I don't think I'm I'm suspicious. I, I'm I'm not necessarily standing behind this. I just feel like maybe it's possible they don't go to that side of the island. That's how they didn't know about the the sailboat. They 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 broke the barrier, if you will, went to that side of the island when the plane came down and have had to. Uh, had to do that ever since, but I think that, that that's the side of the island maybe where all the uh, um, mysterious fallout took place from the incident and other things in the past. So I'm thinking maybe they don't go to that side of the island. Maybe that's why they, they weren't aware of the sailboat. But uh, anyway, couple a uh, couple things to throw out there. Um, you guys have a good week. Looking forward to tonight's episode. We'll um, hear from you soon. Thank you very much, Daryl. And uh, one of the things I like what Daryl said is the idea that they could be brother and sister. And I, I kind of... I could Who? I, um, ben and Juliet. Okay. I, I could see them as brother and sister. Uh, however... Maybe she was supposed to be in charge and somebody thought... I don't know. I don't know. But one of the things that was um, uh, interesting, though, and it could lead some people to further speculate that Ben and Juliet had a relationship. Actually, two things. One, Ben says... You never made soup for me. Why? Clarice. Stop it. I'm sorry. Couch. (laughs) And then Colleen comes down and says, was I interrupting something? And Juliet says to Colleen, 
would it really matter if you were? I mean, there is something going on there, so I don't know. Eddie in Tampa, what do you got for us? Hello, my name is Eddie, and I'm calling from Tampa, Florida. I think that Juliet is crying when she hears that downtown song. I think her thing is that she maybe misses the civilized world, and I think that her downtown is kind of a metaphor for downtown civilization. She doesn't want to be on this island anymore. I think that's her rift with Ben or Henry Gale. Um, and I think that maybe she is the key for them getting off this island. She's she's probably going to want to get off the, uh, you know, they're probably going to con- uh, you know, get together and get off the island through her. That's just my opinion. Thank you for your show. I listen every week and Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Eddie. That's a good one. We uh, definitely like that theory. <laughs> Although, if Jack would just cooperate, they could all get off the island. No, just he could. Yeah, well, I didn't hear, they didn't hear you. Just, just he could. He okay. says, I'll take you home. Ah, I'll take everybody But home. what about his friends? What about Kate? Where's my friends? Tell me where Hey, guys. Uh, this is Paul from Dallas, and I'm just uh, calling to let you know I love your podcast. I just heard about it on... Uh, daily breakfast show the promo and uh, I'm actually new to the lost world I started this summer with the DVDs and uh, me and my wife finally blasted through season two uh, just last week and uh, recorded the season opener and watched that and wow those first five minutes I agree completely amazing Um, one thing I called there was a couple of uh, uh, someone made some comments about the fact that uh, Kate seemed to be a little docile in, in taking a shower and it didn't seem like the right the same Kate and and even Jack I mean you know I, I know he'd been going through a lot but uh, he seemed to seemed to kind of cave in too and I was just recalling the uh, season cliffhanger from season two uh, right as they uh, were getting ready to take him off Jack and Kate kind of shared a very sinister almost knowing glance at each other and uh uh Sawyer even the reaction on his face was you know hey what's going on am I being duped here so I'm just wondering if maybe the two of them have developed a plan what do you guys think great great podcast catch you later well Paul um thank you for calling we're so glad to have you as a brand new listener to our show um, and uh, he just finished both season one and season two DVDs just I in time. You, that's it's crazy. the only way, well, it's the only way to do it, really. Yes, it I really agree. is. It's the only way to do it. But um, what, what was I supposed to comment on? Um, oh, Jack the plan, the Jack and plan. Kate, the look. I think that it was supposed to look like they had a plan and that they knew kind of what was going to go on. And but they and, don't have a clue. But I, I think they kind of dropped that. Or put it in there just to make us think. So, I don't know. That's why it's called a cliffhanger. Exactly. Let's take a look at Rick from Boston. Hey, Cliff and Steph. Rick calling in from Boston. I am a lost uh, show original. However, I just got hooked on the podcast. I think they're great. You guys do a great job. Anyway, for whatever it's worth, I wanted to share a theory with you guys. There's a common uh, theory that uh, people think that Ben and Juliet are former lovers or maybe divorced or have a relationship that way. I think they might actually be siblings, quite possibly even twins, which might lead you to wonder, is one a good twin and the other one a bad twin? Also, on the him, quote-unquote, the him character, I don't think that we have been introduced to that character just yet. I think the writers love us speculating on which one of the cast members might be, quote-unquote, him. But I think that that character has not been introduced yet. 
and quite possibly might be uh, Ben and Juliet's daddy. Since the show has a theme of the characters having daddy issues, I wonder on a flashback we might find out that the him character is their dad, and which that might explain why Ben is a surrogate leader of the others, because he is uh, the son of the him character. Anyway, I did have one other question that was a little confused. In the middle of season two, when Jack and Sawyer and Lockall went looking for Michael and uh, Kate got captured by the other others and they negotiated to return Kate for their, uh, them not uh, to bothering the others anymore. I was just wondering, why didn't the others just kidnap Jack and Sawyer and Locke at that point? They already had Kate. And then they could send Locke back like they did Hugo or Hurley to the others to let everyone know that uh, please do not come looking for the um, Jack and Sawyer and, uh, and Kate characters. Anyway, just kind of confused why they kind of strung us out a little bit longer and uh, while they had the opportunity right then and there to take Jack and Sawyer and they already had Kate. Anyway, uh, you guys do great work. Thanks. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Rick. I have the answer for you on why they didn't take them. And that is because the others had already decided, hey, we're ready to take the, the uh, Jack and Sawyer and 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 Kate, uh, we we need to bring them in. But uh, the producers of the show, Damon and Carlton, had said, "Well, we're still at least four or five, maybe even six episodes before the end of the season, and we kind of want you guys to hold off until the the cliffhanger at the end." I just I think that Locke would not have Locke is not the type of character who would went back and said, "Okay, we can't go there anymore." Yeah, he's too good of a tracker and yeah, and all of chance. those things. And things of that nature. Hey, a good friend of ours called in. The Yeah, he's not my friend anymore. He's your friend now. <laughs> uh, hey, Clifton 70, this is Scott Sheriff Colin. Uh, I was listening through to your podcast and an idea came to my head. Uh, you're talking about the fact that they still get supplies dropped to them. Which makes me wonder, okay, if they still get supplies dropped to them, then why did the supply drop come to the Losties, the fuselage people? And I noticed that that coincided with the numbers expiring when uh, Ben Marie had to go through the vent and type them in because they had counted down. So perhaps that drop was also affected by somebody letting the numbers or letting the timer expire like when the Losties plane came down. So which makes me also wonder, okay, did there did there some other new survivors that if that was a plane that made the food drop, did that plane also crash and are there going to be some more new survivors from that? It's an interesting theory. Because why would some, if they knew that the Dharma people were in their village and they're dropping the supplies for them, why would they drop it? over by the Swan Station. So just uh, something to think about, unless that was, uh, yeah, maybe they thought someone was still down there, like uh, entering the numbers. Anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, look forward to the second episode. I like the first episode. And the more I heard people be disappointed with it, uh, I guess I was a little disappointed there wasn't any more content, but... Um, I liked it anyway. Okay, 
Bye. Alrighty, thank you very much, Scott. Scott's still my friend. I, that was mean. It was a little mean. But after no, he got his backstage passes no to Stephen Curry Scott. No more sound. Clips. I, it doesn't matter. I have the sound clip I need now. Till I go dun, dun, it. Dun. I will delete it. You will not. I have backup copies archived on fourteen different server farms on all different continents. You wish. I know, but I think I'll do that after this. But I, I agree with him. You know, the more um, people talked about how they weren't satisfied with this episode, I was just like, "Hello, it's back." Who cares what information they gave us? It's back. Yeah, it was back. It had been a very long summer. Listening to Cliff and Stephanie go on and on and on about oh, the season you. one review. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, Shan Glenn, what do you Cliff got? And Stephanie, this is Shan Glenn from Springfield, Missouri. I have uh, been pondering ever since The Tale of Two Cities just how did Juliet get all of that information on Jack? I really don't think that these are implanted memories or even that the CIA is involved. I believe that these are actually Jack's memories, that this is actually something they got from Jack without his knowledge. They mentioned that they gave to him a drug that was very powerful that would cause him to be dehydrated and hallucinate. Could this drug have been some sort of truth serum that they gave to him so he would spill all of the memories and knowledge that he has? And the interesting point is, is at the end of the conversation, Juliet gives him the option of getting one question answered. And instead of asking who was it, as in who his wife had left him for, he asked the question, is she happy? And this is a question that deep down in Jack's heart, he really knows the answer to, and that answer is yes, that she's much happier with this mystery man than she ever was with Jack. So I think this may debunk the CIA or any type of planted memories that they are actually getting information from our losties with some sort of truth serum or hypnosis. That is all. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Shand, I think that's an interesting theory. Unfortunately, that's I'm... That's a lot of truth serum. That's a lot of truth that serum. That was a big file. That <laughs> was a big file. Um, I, I believe that they have access to all kinds of information, including the Boston Red Sox game. Yeah, they have connections to the outside world. Yeah, I, I still think it's it's a military connection that allows them to get records as thick as and what we saw. Can I just say that you I can. think that the reason Jack's question changed from who is he to is she happy is because Jack has changed. Yes. And it has become less about him and more about her. Yep. Alrighty, and we have one last listener feedback call. And this is from Sean, and I have debated whether or not I would throw this in here, but I figure people probably want to know. Hello, you guys. This is Sean from uh, Orange County, California, and I just want to tell you I love the show, and I love the way your guys' show goes, too. And uh, my favorite part about your podcast is watching yours and Stephanie's relationship unravel as the months go by and the show progresses. Uh, you guys seemed like a very happy couple in the beginning of the podcast uh, last year. And now all you do is argue. And uh, I just hope your relationship is okay. And um, uh, that's about it. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> that's great. Stephanie, are we okay? We're fine. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Going back to the good old days when we just agreed. Well, the truth is... 
In the good old days, the first episode. In the good old days, Cliff was Jen and I was son, and I said, yes, dear. Oh, yeah, that was it. Uh, well, actually. And then I realized it's not really 1940. You're so making this up. The truth is, is what you hear now is live and unedited, meaning that That's you... right, because in the beginning, Cliff edited me to say yes, dear. He <laughs> I... took out all of this other stuff. I, did, I didn't edit it out to make you change what you were saying. Uh, you changed my favorite character. I did change your favorite character Stop. just to make it more interesting. <laughs> <coughs> I Cliff stopped editing me, so now you get the real me and not... You get the real Cliff and the Stephanie. believe me. <laughs> We've always argued, and our, our, our relationship has not unraveled. It has just been exposed by unediting. <laughs> but Stephanie exposed and I... for what it really is. Stephanie and I truly love each other. I mean, really we do. And, and I'll be honest with you. We are just like any other married couple. We definitely have our down times. We are, are, are times where... We're not getting we're along. We're playing on different teams. We're playing on different teams. <laughs> now, we have been recording almost... Some people get really wrong. Yeah. No, we, <laughs> we have not been team players. We're not on the same page. We're not... We're not exactly. Yeah. But we have been, we've been podcasting for nearly a year now. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and you can imagine over the years, uh, over the last 10 or 11 months that we've been doing this, we've had a couple arguments... We may have had a day and a half where um, perhaps we didn't want to talk to each other. Or didn't. Or didn't talk to each other. Kind of just, yeah, whatever. I, I mean, we've had our issues. and Our, uh, our seven-year-old daughter looks at us and she's like, y'all need a date. <laughs> she does. <laughs> but uh, no, we're, we're doing fine and uh, our marriage is doing fine. And, yep. and everything's cool, I think. What was that? Cool. <laughs> it was me trying to say cool without... <laughs> Coughing a lung up in somebody's ear. So, uh. hasn't stopped you in the past. <coughs> okay. There you go. Is that better? If you don't get over this, you're going to have to go back to editing. No doubt. People are already going to. No, we won't go there. Anyway, uh, let's do a little uh, podcast update thingamajiggy. Here we go. This is a generally speaking podcast network update. Okay, where are my update notes? Uh, just At the bottom. Okay, yeah, they are, they are. Uh, just a couple quick short things that I want to share with you about, generally speaking. First of all, uh, we want to thank Anna Snyder uh, for donating uh, to the laptop, laptop fund. fund. Uh, our laptop fund is now at a... Let's see here. I'll be able to calculate some math on the fly here. I haven't updated this yet, so... It should be 370. 365. So our I lap- thought it was 245 last week. No, it, it was 240. It was, it was 305 before. Or 340. And now it's it, it was at. I wasn't gonna tell us because now you give away how much they donated. Anyway, it's currently at 365. Okay. I didn't. I didn't want to share any with anybody how much Sorry. anybody donated, but we didn't. We just shared the. We're currently at three hundred and sixty-five dollars, because part which of means that came we are, from a sponsorship. So we're yes. not okay. divulging any private information. Okay. So anyway, we're thirty percent, thirty-six percent of the way there <coughs> to get that laptop that we need, so that we can start recording Skypecast, where you guys can join us live as we record on Wednesday nights. How awesome would that be? 
Um, and then let's see here. We want to thank all of you guys who have voted for us on Podcast Alley. Uh, we had been in the top 10 position on Podcast Alley uh, for probably a good 10 days. Uh, we are currently in the 11th position. would probably take about 16 people to go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com uh, to go ahead and click and vote in the voting booth area to get us back into the 10th place. But, you know, we were there really when it counted most, which was the, the, first, the week. first week when Lost came back, and we have picked up some new listeners, I'm sure. So just want to say thank you to everybody who voted. And uh, that's pretty much all I have for the Generally Speaking podcast update, other than the fact that this Wednesday night show is going to be our full-length show, and the weekend show that we put out will be more of a listener feedback, and really... <coughs> covering all the stuff that Stephanie and I just really were too dense to kind of cover on our own by just watching it the first time. Did you just call me dense? Okay. That I <laughs> was too dense. Anyway, um, one of there are a couple of things we're going to ask you to do. First thing we want to ask you to do is to go to our Generally Speaking Lost Forum. It is a family-friendly forum where you can discuss loss with hundreds of other Generally Speaking listeners. Um, just as we were starting to... Uh, record this episode, there were 13 people online still, and that's like a half an hour after Lost had finished playing. So, um, under the Glass Ballerina, uh, you've got people talking about uh, some topics that are in their awesome episode. Uh, there's a question of Sun dying, which obviously was there. That was there before we the episode played. They were already discussing that. Uh, what happened to the other person? Uh, the Wizard of Oz, anyone? I'm kind of interested to find out what they're talking about the Wizard of Oz in this one. Uh, who the heck are these people and what do they want? Uh, Saeed's suspicions and I don't know what... Oh, scene, what's S-C-E-N-C-E on TV? Is that supposed to be scenes on TV? Let's, let's pull it up and see what it says. On promoting during 6 o'clock news, the Philly area showed a scene where Kate says, I'm not going anywhere until I see Jack. And then they shock Sawyer. Um, it might have just been a cut scene, but I find it funny that Sawyer is always getting hurt. That wasn't cut. No, that was in there. That was definitely in there. So anyway, uh, they're discussing... She said, I'm not doing anything. Okay. Instead of... Didn't she? No, it's she... It's when they took her to the... Yeah, they, they, exactly what she just said was okay. in the episode. So, anyway, uh, generally speaking, Lost Forum is a great place to go and discuss loss. And uh, the best way for us to learn what we didn't discuss here tonight is for you to call our listener line at area code 413-521-0958. And I have updated the voicemail message to, at the end just to say it, it's a very short message now. And it says, please press 1 now. To leave a message so you don't have to wait the like 35 seconds or 40 cool. seconds to hear the whole message anyway that's all i have do you have anything i'm done okay so everybody please give us a call please 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 give us a call you're begging again Ugh, i hate when i do that that's okay so today so anyway uh give us a call and <laughs> let us know what Just you thought emphasis. Go ahead. that's it until okay. next time let's stay lost stay lost You have been listening to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 
1-800-268-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please, start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal Donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening.